day is this? Uh, day 24. Wow. Yo, day 24. Yes, this sir. Is, yeah, the end of the fourth week. Yeah. The end of the fourth week. And we find ourselves, um, well, happy Saturday morning is uh, you find yourself in Leviticus Ooh. this morning, right? So this is this is the point in the yearly Bible reading where people drop off, right? So this is the part where they get in and they're like, man, the last part was exciting. Mm-hmm. I have no clue what any of this stuff means. Yeah. And we don't want y'all to drop off here. If anything, we want this to be another time of um, invigoration because there's so much heat in the book of Leviticus. Bro, right? so. slept on. It's so right. slept on, bro. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, like right. as I was reading it and like kind of getting ready to do podcasts, I mean, I just was like, oh no, like people need to like talk about this more. People need to unearth the truths here. Right. Because there's so much and even it's so much in the life of Jesus from Leviticus, but we don't right. see it because we don't read Leviticus. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, give it to us. Yeah. All right. So Leviticus 1. All right. So Leviticus literally means the law of the priest. So like literally the, the priest descended from Levi, right? One of um, right. Jacob's sons. And so Leviticus comes from that. It's really dealing with how the priest would go before God and worship God. Remember, at the end of Exodus, we had the tabernacle. And the right. tabernacle showed us where they worship God. But uh-huh. here in Leviticus, it shows us how. And it shows mm. us even why. Right? That's good. That's good. And so so here, like the first thing in chapter one, man, you see the burnt offering, right? And so, like, yeah, like it's very detailed, but essentially the burnt offering um was where, you know, the Israelite priests would sacrifice an entire animal and it was consumed by fire. Right. And it was considered the most important sacrifice because it made atonement for the worshiper's sins. Right. So if you wanted to worship, you had to bring, you know, either something from the herd, something from um, goats or uh, birds to the priests. The priest would sacrifice it for you. The, the, The sacrifice was totally consumed. And this animal provided a death penalty substitute on behalf of the offerer. Uh, now, right, so why the delineation? Why could some people bring goats and birds? and? Yeah. yeah. So like if you brought um, herd, something, a flock from the herd, like it was, you were in a different tax bracket, right? Than the people <laughs> gotcha. who brought goats and sheeps. So uh-huh. it's like literally goes in descending order. So it's like the herd, then it's like the goat or the sheep, or then it's like the birds. So like the poorest yeah. people would bring the birds because they couldn't afford, right? A right. goat or a sheep or a herd. So it literally goes in descending order. And God is saying, no, 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 like the poor, everybody in society can worship right. me. And I'm going to make a way for that to happen. So it's mm. like really cool, man, like to see that. Um, and you're going to see it throughout the book too. It's crazy. Like how God even is concerned for the poor, bro, in how... They get their sense. And how they worship. Yeah. That like, you want socioeconomic disparity when it comes into the house of God, that regardless of what you have from an earthly standpoint, God's saying, nah, listen, it all counts the same. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And then like uh-huh. the grain offering. So like, yeah, we just have this picture in, in our mind that when we offered, it was like, oh, I did something bad and I need to cover for it. <laughs> right, right, right. No, no, no. Like the grain offering consisted of harvested grain, right? With part of it yeah. burnt upon the altar and part yeah. was given to the priest for food, right? Yeah. And it often it is often seen as a gift paid back to God, right? In recognition right. for his divine sovereignty and rule over all creation. So this yeah. was, so think gratitude. Right. When you think right. grain offering, think gratitude. Like, man, we're grateful for what God has done for us. We're grateful uh, that He is in control of our lives. Right. And right. 
and we worship. Yeah, we we give the grain offering. And so at this time, what's, what's actually was crazy, it would take place at 3 p.m., right? And while uh-huh. they did this, while a worshiper did this, um, the rest of the Israelites would pray. Uh-huh. And so what, what happened was this grain offering got associated with prayer, right? So that's why you go to like the book of Acts, right? They, they just assume you know this stuff, right? right. So Acts right. 3, it'll say that Peter was going to the temple for the time of prayer at 3 p.m. Wow. Uh, it was the grain offering time. Right, right, right. right. But this was the time of, of thanksgiving and memorial because they were remembering what God done for them and his goodness and his kindness in their lives. And so like, yo, what the text is saying here is giving us the why, right? Like, why do we worship God? Yo, why right. do you worship Yahweh? Because he's good, because he created us, because he rules my life and he's in control of my life. Right. You see what mm. I'm saying? That's dumb. So it's not like arbitrary, you know, it's, it's right. not meaningless. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, even from there, um, you know, Leviticus, bro, is the middle book of the Pentateuch, right? So it's like, you right. got, you know, Genesis, Exodus, and you got Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. It's at the heart of right. the first uh-huh. five mm. books. And, like, yeah. what you got to realize is that, man, like, Israel is becoming a nation. Right. And what defines a nation is, you know, you have a people. You have a constitution and you have land, yep. right? You have, yeah. so it's like they are on their way to the land. They are a people and this is like their constitution. This is what makes them, them. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Ah, oh, that's good, man. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And so I think, yeah, all of that builds up. And then chapter four, we start to get into the sin offerings. And this is going to spill over a little bit into uh, what we talk about tomorrow but four just starts off and it says this look then the lord spoke to moses tell the israelites when someone sins unintentionally against any of the lord's commands and does anything prohibited by them and then it's going to go on to all of this stuff just about Mm -hmm. unintentional sins say a quick word just about sin in the book of leviticus we talked about this prior but i just thought what you had to say was so yeah so helpful so so all right, what is sin, right? So sin um, has been historically defined by the Christian faith as, you know, lack of conformity to or a violation of God's covenant commands. Right. So like God- And archer's term as well. Like You said what now? Missing the, or, or it, it's an archer's term as well too, mm-hmm. right? So sin is, you know, missing the mark. Yeah. Right. So it's so like- if you- yeah. yeah. So it's like, nah, you sin if you commit adultery. That's a right. violation of God's commands. But you sin if you fail to care for the poor. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like it's like a both and two sides right. of the same coin. And, you know, throughout the Old Testament, like over like almost 600 times, 595 times, sin is yeah. mentioned, like the root for sin is mentioned. Mm. But 116 times it's mentioned right. in Leviticus. Right. So what right, the Bible right. is trying to say is like, yo, we hear all these things about how God is good, God is gracious, God is compassionate. But he's also yeah. holy, right? And right. What, what God is saying, sin has to be dealt with, period. Right. I, I right, don't sweep right. that under the rug, my G. Right. Like that's just who I am. Right. 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 But the beauty, the beauty is, the good news is that I've made a way for it to be dealt with, right? Right. I provided substitutes, right? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. no, nah, nah, that's the grace of God, and that's what we're gonna see in Leviticus, and it starts off in the fourth chapter. But what you see is this: you go through the fourth chapter and it just starts with this hey if somebody sins unintentionally mm-hmm. if the whole community sins unintentionally and it escapes everybody's notice and then they find out ways that they've slipped from uh uh god's will 
Mm-hmm. Then if a leader sins unintentionally, yep. and then if a common person sins unintentionally, regardless of who it is, Leviticus is going to outline, no, no, listen, uh, that's not the end of the story. That is not a disqualifier. You're not eliminated from the race. God's saying, when that happens, yeah. this is how you're brought back to me. This is how forgiveness and atonement. So we have a God that doesn't just present a standard, but we have a God that presents, uh, we have a God that presents and provides both the means and the pathway for people that have erred to come back to him. So you see a forgiving and a gracious God, not just an exacting and meticulous God. We read this and we read Oh man, this is so harsh. This is so much. This is exacting. The people that lived in this time, they read this and they're like, Phew, God is forgiving. God is kind. God is gracious. Yeah. And even to piggyback on that, man, like two two things I want to just say, like to close it right. out. And there's yeah. there's so much in here. Um, but the first thing in chapter four is he says, if the priest sinned, now if the priest sinned, the guilt was transferred to the people. Ah, yeah. so 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 what you so what you see is why was why was that the case? Well, but he he represented the people before God, right? Right. So what we need is a priest who don't sin, <laughs> right? Right. Right. And 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 when we get Jesus, the priest who who's never sinned, right? Mm. His holiness is transferred to us, not his That's guilt, good. because he didn't do anything to violate God's commands. That's good. And then That's secondly, good. man, if you remember, if we remember, if we think about uh, Matthew chapter four, and I believe it's Luke. Chapter four as well. Um, right. When Jesus is tempted. Right. The crazy thing is, is that when we read it, we it's a it's a commonly understood thing that he, Satan, is trying to get Jesus to avoid the cross. He's trying right. to, you know, get him to get all the kingdoms of the earth, right? Without right. going to the cross to do that. Now, yeah. he doesn't want Jesus to deal with sin. He doesn't want Jesus to make atonement and for, provide forgiveness right. for his people. Now yeah. The book of Leviticus deals yep. with God trying to provide a way to deal with sin. In other words, Satan didn't want Jesus to offer up himself. In other words, he wanted him to neglect the fulfillment of Leviticus. Right. right? Mm. There was an avoiding of Leviticus that Satan wanted. And for us, I think it, mm. would, it would be playing into his hands to avoid the way our sin and guilt is dealt with. Right, Ephesians right. 1 7 that says that we have been forgiven by the redemption we have in him through his blood. Right. Yeah. And here, the blood of an mm. unblemished lamb provides forgiveness and atonement Amen. and the covering for our sin. Amen. And, and those gems are going to be all throughout, yeah. right? Moral of the story don't throw away Leviticus. Yes. Right? Don't throw yeah. it away. Yeah. Let it lead you to worship. Amen. Amen.